That's good to have the whole crew back together. It's been like a it's month. Been, been a long time, yeah. Yeah. And we get to record episode 420 today. <laughs> <laughs> Too sober for this shit. I'll be right back. I need to go blaze something. <laughs> something? Yes. Just anything. Whatever I can find. <laughs> Bong ripper dried grass clippings or something. <laughs> I need to... Uh, uh, Take a quick road trip to either Michigan or Illinois. Is it legal? Oh, but in both it's those legal places? in both those places. Nice. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yep. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be great when you. It's like Michigan, Illinois, Ohio, and Kentucky, and then Indiana yep. is the last lone <laughs> holdout. You know, once those sweet, sweet tax dollars, uh, the you know missing tax dollars show up, they'll. They'll roll that back. Because everyone else is doing it. Peer pressure, baby. <laughs> Can states be peer, pr- peer pressured? Absolutely. Oh, for sure. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh... It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce kicks? Hitler. Just prepare to... Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is January 5th, 2020. This is episode 419. This show, we're going to discuss a one and two week for the Pacers, including games against Philadelphia, Denver, and Atlanta. Joining me are, whoa, all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the nation's capital, Washington, D.C., it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Happy New Year. It's a new decade, unless you're a nerd, and then you say it's not a new decade. I fall somewhere in between. <laughs> okay. You're you're not in a decade? I think it's uh we're in the twenties, but it's not a new decade. Oh wow. This got nerdy fast. <laughs> <laughs> I decided not to mention that at the New Year's party I was at. Because <laughs> I just didn't want to have a conversation. Well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh Colson, where are you? You're in Indy, right? I am, sir. Uh, he's our in-house bartender, mixing up the drinks in the crappy jingles, John Colson. Happy New Year, Pacer Nation. Uh, quick shout-out to my buddy, uh, Mike Morrow, who uh, took me to the Philly game on New Year's Eve. We had a blast. Shout-out. Yeah. Shout-out. Shout-out. And back in Boise, Idaho, out west, it's our enforcer, John Harper. What is going on, fellas? Uh, I, I think the calendar's arbitrary anyway, so you can just pick a decade wherever you want to start it. It's fine. Mm. Okay. <laughs> time yeah, time is a all... construct. Yeah, we're good. They're all all the rules are made up anyway. Yeah, so exactly. 
Uh, before we get into the show, I just want to remind you that you can support us anytime you shop at Amazon. If you just click the link in the show notes or go to theunbeatables.com slash Amazon and do your shopping, a small percentage of your purchase will come back to us and help support what we do. Well, gentlemen, it's been a long time since we've all been together, but uh, in between those times, uh, we had some greats, we had some highs, some lows. Uh, this particular stretch here this last week, Pacers are one and two. Uh, the first game, December 31st, uh, against the aforementioned Philadelphia 76ers. Pacers win this one, 115-97. This game, it was actually boring that the team was up uh, so much for most of the game. Uh, Sabonis was fantastic, 23-10. and 10. Uh, TJ McConnell, 11-10-4. Uh, and 4. Uh, That game was awesome. Uh, they had the New Year's Day off, but then Thursday, January 2nd, versus Denver. And this game is at home again. Um, they lost this one 124-116. to 116. Uh, Jeremy Lamb going off 30 points, 6 boards, uh, five, 5 of 5 from 3. And Sabonis again, 18-9-9 nine nine, uh, with 2 steals and a block. And the last game of the week, last night, January 4th at Atlanta. Lose this one, one sixteen to one eleven. Uh, no shocker, Sabonis again, twenty five and eleven, four assists. Uh, Holiday, uh, eighteen four and two. Justin Holiday, to be specific. Um, but they lose to one of the worst teams in the league uh, on the road. But uh, this is, uh, you know, I think that one of the things I felt that this team has been beating the bad teams most of the year, but. Um, uh, but, you know, they, they beat a good team this week, uh, and they lose to a good team, and then they lose to a bad team. So, um, Colson, you were at, I was, I was there, uh, in the building with you on, uh, the New Year's Eve game. What, what was your takeaway, um, from the baby race that they had? <laughs> I, I love the baby race. Uh, yeah, it was an early game so that we could all get to our New Year's Eve parties. And because it was an early game, we got baby race. Uh, this is one of those races, and I love them, where only one baby takes off. And the other five <laughs> babies are just, like, hanging out with their parents. They never move. Um, fun thing that I like they did this year was uh, uh, they've got full bios on every baby. <laughs> so it's, like, loves to, you know, pull his sister's hair and, you know, eat smashed food. And, you know, just, like, it just <laughs> really just clever stuff of their bios. Um, yeah, so... I would just say that was the highlight, but it definitely wasn't because we just absolutely whomped on Philly. Um, they were without Embiid, of course, but um, I don't care. That team is long um, and talented, and um, clearly Embiid is. I, I mean, they've they've not been playing that well with him out, so um, they still didn't deserve to get punked by us. Um, <laughs> um, but we definitely uh, beat them up. I. Um, there was this weird thing, uh, was that the they there was like two hundred people from Philly that had come and they were all sitting in the same section, and they were incredibly loud. And um, one of the things they did was booed Malcolm Brogdon every time he touched the ball. And I was trying mm. to figure out what was going on. I was like, "What did Brogdon ever do to them?" And the lady in front of me turns around. She says, "I googled it. They're mad that Brogdon won Go- uh, Rookie of the Year over uh, Embiid." And so apparently they mm. boo him at every game 
uh, in Milwaukee every time he plays them at all. <laughs> <laughs> I love how long that memory is in Philly. Exactly. Just angry for no reason. <laughs> yeah, they just can never be happy. Like right. They've suffered through the process, and now their only joy is booing another individual. Did you guys throw batteries at them? You should have done that. No, we did not. <laughs> Give them a taste of their own med. Uh, I did not see this game. I saw the rest of the Pacers pain. Um, so I can't comment on the Philly game. Uh, I think these the Denver and the Atlanta games are a tale of two different teams, basically. Uh, the Denver game would come out just on fire. I think we were shooting like 110% after the first quarter, something like that. Um, but we were only up by five or something like that. So we like the stopped Denver playing game? defense. Yeah. No, we were up 10, I think. Yeah. Okay, fine. But, it, we but very 10. quickly lost we, it in the second quarter. <laughs> we like missed two shots. We should have been up 45. Like, right. It was I ridiculous. Mean, I'm pretty sure we were up two at the break. Oh, right. No, but at the end of the first quarter. Oh, okay. We were up 10. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, but I, th- I thought that the team um, played well in that game against Denver. Um, obviously, taking a team of uh, which uh, Chris Denary mentioned, I think approximately 4,000 times, had the second best record in the Western Conference, um, to the brink, basically. Uh, definitely a winnable game. And uh, I thought they competed at, at all levels. Um, and then you come to this Atlanta game, and it was definitely a trap game. I think that we had, you know, a while ago we talked about this stretch, this eight-game stretch that went through the Denver game. And I think that the the Pacers also had that marked out as, like, this is a, a battalion of a stretch, or, or a, that's not the right word, but a, a gauntlet of a stretch. And then we get a break, we get to play Atlanta and Charlotte, right? And then they totally let down. I mean, they come out in this Atlanta game, first quarter, give up 43 points and let Trey Young do whatever he wants to do, um, uh, which was quite disappointing. I mean, kudos to the guys. They battled back, um, made it a winnable game, but then couldn't execute down the stretch against an Atlanta team that hates playing defense. It was kind of frustrating for me that we couldn't... I, I was watching the game with Jill, I think, at some point, I was like, I don't think we've gotten a clean look in like six minutes. Like, we, it was all uh, Jeremy Lamb one-legged fadeaways and and like a random holiday uh, scrum going to that leads and, and to a, exactly, but that leads to somehow a Sabonis offensive rebound and he puts it back in kind of thing. Like, it was just ugly. I don't know if they had the Atlanta flu or it was just a <laughs> letdown because they got through that gauntlet of of games. What, what did you think, Harper? I mean, I feel like we've struggled every time we've played Atlanta this season, and not having Malcolm Brogdon on a point guard as prolific as Trey Young hurts, right? Yep. Um, yep. He played in the Philly game not well, um, 0 of 5 in seven minutes, uh, and then is out in the Denver and Atlanta games with a back. Yeah, yeah he, his back was bothering him in the Philly games. They took him out. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, I only got seven minutes in, I think, so. Um, you know, Atlanta, <laughs> I mean, Trey Young's just super good. He just is, right? Um, he, I, I don't, how many shots did he hit in a row before he missed one? Was it Was it seven or eight? Like, he, he only missed, 
like two in the entire first half. He had thirty yep. at the half. Yeah, thirty in, in the yeah. first half. Yeah, I mean, he was just and I, you know, I turned. I was watching this game with my parents, and I turned to my parents. And I said, if we can keep him below forty-five, we have a chance to win this game. We ended up doing that. Um, we're but, correct. Yeah, <laughs> and we had a chance. But I agree with you, uh, Jason. I mean that we. I thought we looked panicky uh, down the stretch without Brogdon calming us down. Uh, we weren't getting clean looks. Our out-of-bounds plays were awful again. We were not doing a good job of making executing any of those things cleanly. Um, we were missing important rebounds. Um, and yet I mean, we were having, still in this game because Atlanta's not that good. <laughs> it's not proven that having Brogdon on the court makes our crunch time offense any better. I think he calms us down. I think we we just looked like we didn't, like almost like a hop. Either, um, you know, I thought that Jeremy Lamb did a lot of dribbling and then, yeah, taking an off-legged jumper, which sometimes went in. I thought Aaron Holiday was trying to get to the basket, which is a good thing, but he was continually defended and missed, I think, three or four shots at the rim in the last two minutes. You know, so, I mean, people were trying to do it on their own instead of making up plays. I don't know. I feel like if Brogdon had been there, maybe we win that game. And also his defense on Trey Young. (laughs) Yeah, that that would have made a big difference. Yeah, it would have. We wouldn't have been down 22 if we'd had Brogdon in the first half, right? Yeah. (laughs) Right, sure. I mean, I feel like um, the thing that I was getting frustrated with was, you know, on the one hand, you know, Sabonis is such a good playmaker, and we we run basically everything through him now. Because he's our Uh, best player. Because he's our best player, right? But it's very often the same play so it's like toss it to him at the top of the key and then do a dribble handoff slash pick and roll or whatever that play is and it just seemed like the last six minutes it was like okay let's try a dribble handoff oh that didn't work okay let's try a dribble handoff again um <laughs> let's try another dribble handoff or i don't know what you call that it's not a dribble handoff it's like they pass it to sabonis and then he sort of like shovels it to the guy as he yeah, like runs around a screen or whatever yeah, yeah. um but there was very little off-ball movement, uh, very little off-ball screening um, for a team that at times, you know, in that Denver game, we were playing beautiful basketball at moments mm-hmm. in that game. Like, lots of off-ball movement, lots of screening, lots of, like, ball movement and passes. And Denver is probably three times as good the defensive team as Atlanta is. Like, I didn't understand why we couldn't at least try the same actions against Atlanta down the stretch. Like, yeah, no, I, I agree with you that individually they don't have, but they have like very little uh, effort on defense uh, in Atlanta, but they were, I thought taking away that, that dribble handoff, uh, they were doing the same thing. We do a handoff with McDermott and we were, yeah, they were taking that away and we had, um, he had a bad game because we weren't able to get it to him. Um, you know, so Maybe they were just like, hey, we'll just do this one thing, and we didn't have a response. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, I mean, that's their that second and like third actions that come off that stuff, right? Yeah. Offense. We've you tried know? nothing, and we're all out of ideas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. We've tried this one thing 80 times, and they've stopped it. So let's try it again. Let's do it 81st time. I think it will work. <laughs> I mean, Atlanta also has been bit by the injury bug, too. I mean, they got all kinds of guys that are not there. True. Especially yep. in the front court, right? I mean, no Collins, no Parker. Turner's a decent, you know, defensive guy. Like, yeah. Alex Lynn was uh, making us look bad, and he's not very good. No. But he somehow abuses us. I don't understand why that is. Yeah. And Herder was eating our lunch. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, some of those things you can't do anything about. Like, when... 
Trey Young is taking step back threes from 30 feet, like you just kind of yeah, have to nod right. your yeah. head at him and be like, okay, good job. Right. And Herder did that a couple times too. Um, speaking of step back threes, the, the thing in the Denver game that killed us was freaking Michael Porter Jr., yeah. who's probably never appeared on a, um, a, a scouting report for the Pacers, <laughs> and he comes in and drops 21 in about six minutes or something like that. Yeah. 11 to 12 from the floor. It's insane. Just insanity. And now the entire NBA is blowing up about how this guy is going to, you know, lead Denver to the championship now. Like, well, they've been sitting on him for two years, right? They've just not really been playing him? And this is his third year or second year? No, I think this is his second year. Second year? Okay. Last year he was wait, out wait, the whole year because he was injured. Waiting for this game? No, yeah, yeah. they've just, he's basically <laughs> exactly. been. Exactly. <laughs> yep. He's it's been down really in the depth chart. on the Pacers. He's been down in the depth chart, and he's like, uh, you know, he's a young player, so they just haven't been getting him minutes. And apparently, uh, was well, it? he doesn't play defense, mm. which is in a Mike Malone system. Like, you got to earn your minutes on the defensive end. But he's so talented offensively that he can't keep him off the floor. He's just yeah. like, this guy's amazing. And in this game, he had it cooking more than he has yet in his career. Well, if he doesn't play in this game, we probably win it, right? I mean, we yeah. were... If you yeah. took 11 of 12 shots off the board, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were, you know, in control early, and then he came in, and, and like, they just erased that, um, their deficit, uh, you know, within minutes. It's crazy. Yeah. He was plus 13. Michael Porter Jr. Also, why does Plumley hurt us? I swear he was killing us. I don't know. That's he's taking uh, revenge for Miles, right? That's <laughs> right. That what that is? <laughs> yeah, that's right. We did we did Miles Plumley dirty somehow. I don't know. I don't know how we did, but I'm sure we did. And Mason is like, screw. That was the, the era when we were giving we were doing a lot of people dirty. So yeah. yes, well, I mean Mason. Yeah, I maybe Mason this. thought it happened to him. I mean, I don't even know if the Plumleys can tell themselves apart. <laughs> they did a mind meld. At some point. <laughs> Dude. What's the what's the third? There's Miles and Mason, and who's another Plumley? Uh, I want to say it starts with an M. Yeah, it does start with an M. Yeah, and, and Marshall. There's four of them. I think Marshall? it's Marshall. Okay. Marshall sounds about right. Yeah, I think and, it is Marshall. Uh, nice pull. But there might be a fourth that did not play in the NBA. Yeah, it sounds right. But did play for the Guangdong Tigers or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. definitely played in college somewhere, right? Do you guys think Denver has the chops to win the championship this year? Mm, I don't know. I I mean, they're really talented offensively. Um, I like their depth. I, I mean, they're, they've they're been hot They're crazy lately. deep. Yeah, like, they are crazy deep. Like, the, the Pacers got off to this great start shooting and got Nikola Jokic into foul trouble, and Denver basically didn't miss a beat. Yeah, they just keep coming at you in waves. Like, yeah, they can hurt you. I feel like sorts of different ways. The only thing that they don't have that I want to see them have is a a point guard that can get them a good shot down the stretch. But they almost don't even need that because because they run run shit through Jokic. Yeah. Yeah. And Jamal Murray can just create yeah. on his own anyway. So or like, just jump over everyone if they're in his way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They got off to a slow start, but I like that team. Yeah, they're super good. I Jokic has had some good moments in the NBA, 
but I'm still not convinced that he just hasn't shown the killer instinct in playoffs necessary to win a title yet. I'm not saying he doesn't have it. He just hasn't been there, done that yet. And the teams that he's going to be playing are full of guys who have been there, done that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that just, you know, your best player has got to play great in those big situations. And uh, I don't know. It, it remains to be seen if he can play it. You know, keep, keep raising the level of his game as the playoffs go deep. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, he he's uh, there, there's less concern about him now since he's played his way into shape. Like he came, you know, into the season like he didn't care. He looked a little doughy. He looked a little slow. And I mean, um, it's, you it's, know, it's, it's the shack physical. Yeah, training. I feel like that's right. a smart way to approach the season. Like, yeah. Um. So uh, another side note from this uh, week, as if the Pacers didn't already have enough injury problems with Brogdon out and. Uh, obviously Oladipo out all year. Uh, TJ McConnell, uh, who is a real spark plug off the bench, really did a great job in that Atlanta game, I think, sort of change he and Justin Holiday changing the tempo and uh, getting getting the Pacers back into that game. He tweaked his ankle um, towards oh, the end of the, in the beginning of, of the fourth, fourth quarter there. Uh, non-contact thing, right. but he was obviously super frustrated. Um, side note, threw the ball out of frustration mm-hmm. and apparently hit the referee. So then got a technical foul. <laughs> just like, yeah. It's like, come on, dude. Like, come on, guy. It's, no, it's, he clearly it was not throwing the ball at you. Like, right. He's, anyway. Yeah. He, his basically his leg gave out him and he doesn't know what's going on. He's really frustrated. Right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So he's probably going to be out a couple games. Um, I would assume I haven't seen the, the reports yet, but the Pacers, this puts us in a really tough spot. Because now we're down three primary ball handlers. Yep. I mean, I guess you don't even – at least two, right? We're down our top two point guards <laughs> outside of Aaron Holiday, who's kind of a hybrid guy. Uh, I, I'm worried about well, what's going to happen over the next – been in and out too, right? I mean, like our one of our few other right. guards, um, he's been um, day-to-day. Um, playing spot. I mean, he he played a little bit in that Philly game and then went out, missed the Atlanta game, play or missed the Denver game and then played in Atlanta. Um, but you just don't know if he's going to be there tonight. So we're running out of guards pretty fast. Time, so time we for Nas uh, Mitchell long to shine. Exactly. Baby. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's either that or you let Jeremy Lamb, I guess, run the second unit. Is that the next best option? I mean, I'm it's not, basically I'm down to Aaron idea. Holiday and Jeremy Lamb that I trust handling the ball yeah. in our offense right now. I'm with you. And, you know, in second units for, you know, short sense of the season, like Jeremy Lamb's not the worst thing. Like, he can put the ball through mm-hmm. the hoop, you know. Yeah, um, for that's sure. That's not, you know, it, it probably does affect our overall offensive fluidity, but that's what sure. happens when you replace a ball handling point guard with a two, right? Like, that's just, right. that's going to happen. Right. Yeah, and you can do more ISOs with TJ Warren, I guess, basically, and yeah. and just let him do his thing. And you can also go heavy on the second unit with Sabonis because you know that he's such a good distributor and have Miles mm-hmm. playing more with the starters. Like, there are options to try and offset some of that, but, uh, you know, messing around with lineups and minutes, uh, not, not Nate's favorite thing to do, probably. Yeah. No, he's not a fan of that. But it's, this is definitely going to sh- test, I think, the uh, – the Pacers going for it because because we are I mean even though we at times it doesn't look like we run an offense at all but 
we do need a point guard out there to, you know, handle the ball against Whatever pressure. Whatever we're doing, like it's worse without a point guard. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. A point guard makes us slightly more efficient on our <laughs> non-plays. No. <laughs> no, I, I can't remember who I re- I was reading somebody, and they said, you know, it's not about um, what the Pacers run because they don't run anything that complex. It's about how hard they play. And I was like, ow, that was a, a you know... Um, Accurate, <laughs> yeah, kind of. It felt a little underhanded. What's the, compliment, what's the opposite of a yeah, a humble brag? Yeah, an underhanded <laughs> compliment. Yeah, yeah. Damned by faint praise. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Backhanded um, compliment. True. There, yeah. yeah. Um, couple notes uh, from the Atlanta game. Uh, Vince Carter became the first player to play oh, in four decades. The stat of the week. Look at oh Colson. no. But oh, no. no, the decade didn't start till next year. Okay. So what are you talking about? <laughs> so Carter's got to play one more season to make this work. Yep. Damn it. That's right. Yeah, he's only forty-two. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Uh, one of my favorite moments from the game: uh, Josh Corbeil or, uh, earning his paycheck. Uh, Miles Turner loses a contact, has to go to the free throw line, runs over. Corbeil has his contacts and a little mirror up for him, ready to go. I mean, he's got like 15 of pairs of contacts just waiting around, and he was just on the ball with that. I was very yeah. impressed. You think he does drills? <laughs> it must have, because you only had like 30 seconds before Miles Turner had to shoot the free throw. It was crazy. Dude. It's just like, bang. Or maybe he has like, like a contact guy that just handed him that. You know, like every, every one of his trainers has like three contacts so they don't get them messed up. Oh, good stuff, Josh Corbeil. Well, I mean, the Pacers still sitting firmly in the six spots with a five-game lead on Brooklyn as of today. Yeah, we can't give away the six spot. Having shoulder surgery, so they're probably not getting any better this season. Ooh, I didn't even hear about that. Wow, that's not good. Uh, But we haven't been able to take advantage of. Philly's complete collapse since Embiid's been out. Uh, I mean, they've we lost. beat them in a head-to-head. Right, but we still can't get to the five spot. They've they're what are they three and seven in their last ten? Yeah. So I mean, but we're still a half. We pop back. up there every every now and then. Yeah. Yeah, it was just it was two rough losses. That New Orleans loss and this Atlanta loss in the last week is uh, those were tough to take. Um, you know, you take the the heartbreaking two point loss or the, or the hard fought five point loss to Denver. Like you, you, those are easier to swallow than these, these losses to these teams that, um, you know, have, don't have 10 wins at this point in the season. Yeah. But if we zoom out, you know, we talked about that eight game gauntlet stretch, right? And right. before we went into we it, be I four asked and you, four, right? yeah, you said a, a good result would be four and four. And that's, we went four and four in that stretch. Well, there you go. So I guess you know, I should be. You happy. didn't expect us to drop that Atlanta game, but we're. I think, you know, given the fact that we are haven't we didn't have Brogdon basically right. for that entire stretch either, right. and we haven't seen Oladipo on the floor at all. The fact that we're sort of maintaining nine to ten games above five hundred is really good. Right. Is I mean, obviously, worried? the month of January, it's going to get tougher. We're going right. on the road. I think like we have fourteen games on the road or something. Fourteen of no, that can't be right. Maybe it's like yeah, it's some ridiculous thing. Thirteen of our next eighteen are on the road or some insane number like that. So it's going to be tough. But you know, hopefully, knock on wood, we're getting closer to this Victor Oladipo 
return, even though it got pushed back again. But Chad Buchanan says everything looks good and they're progressing. And we can maybe on Thursday, you know, push panic buttons on that or whatever. But, um, yeah, I think we got to be happy with where we are as a Pacers team. And definitely enjoy the next two weeks. Between the 19th and the 26th, we have a five-game road swing. Yeah. Mm. That's not a lot of days for a five-game road swing. No. no. They, and they, I think starting in the Atlanta game, they play every other day for, like, the next six weeks. I don't think they, they just don't really get time off anymore. Right. So um, if you didn't like those days when they had three days off, um, don't worry about that, Pacer Nation. They're not going to get that anymore. Yeah. So. But this week, in the immediate future, uh, winnable games this week, I think. So Monday, uh, Pacers uh, go to Charlotte, at Charlotte, try to get some revenge on the uh, Hornets, who beat us the last time we were there. Then Wednesday, home to Miami, another uh, tough contest with them. Uh, Try to get some revenge on them for that uh, OT game. And Friday at Chicago this week. So okay, you know, want to go uh, three games? Up? I mean, I I think we without a if point we sweep card? that out. I think that makes up for the Atlanta loss, right? Okay, I'm sure. Taking two and one, two and one. All right, um, Joey, what do you think? Four and zero. Oh. Excellent. <laughs> he only partly partially listens to us. <laughs> no, I think they're gonna uh, they're gonna flip the results of one of the, the previous games. Yeah, their mm. effective win percent. They're gonna win by so much. Their effective win percentage is mm. gonna be like one hundred and thirty percent. We could get. Yeah. I, I thought we did like home and homes, right? It's like an aggregate score. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, there is a home and home against uh, Minnesota coming up. We could just yeah, do that up the following yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we yeah we knock out uh, all of our games against Minnesota in what two days or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, is anybody else uh, concerned that uh, that Brogdon is uh, not going to be healthy enough through this January <laughs> um, to help us out until Oladipo gets back? Like he just back spasms. He just keeps getting banged up. Has he played half the games this season at this point? Like he just keeps having a something nagging here and something nagging there. Um, he's played so well for us when he's played. I'm, I'm, I'm really nervous. I want him to get him healthy and back spasms. There's no, uh, nothing to screw around with. Um, I'm a little nervous. Of course. Yeah. I mean, me too. I haven't read anything about his injury though. I mean, backs are always a, a mysterious, uh, timeline to come back, but hopefully he's, I mean, this at a minimum allows his hamstring to heal up. Fully, sure. you know. Well, so I just went over the injury report, and, and they're basically he's basically just day to day. You know, they said he's not going to play against Charlotte, but you know, nothing after that. You know, they're not ruling him out, and, and T.J. McConnell too. And actually, McConnell said he was hopeful for Monday. So. Oh, okay, that's good. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, he said it hurt a lot at first, and he said after a day of training or whatever, it felt a lot better. Well, he did walk off. Like at first, yeah, he yeah. didn't want to put any weight on it, and then he did walk yeah, off yeah. the court. Um, Surprising that you can count somebody as day to day when Brogdon didn't didn't even go on the road trip. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, he did not leave the state of Indiana. So, but he could play any day now. Don't you worry. Any day, any day we could fly him in. 
But instead, we're going to bust Nas Mitrulong in from Albuquerque That's or something. Right. I bet I bet uh, he just had a wicked New Year's hangover or something. <laughs> is, that, is that your theory? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he got he think, uh, he he got himself out of that Philly game as fast as he could. He was like, "Hey, we got this. Uh, wait, I got a sore back. I got to head home." <laughs> he was hosting the party, so he had to <laughs> get everything set. That's right. Wait, let me check. Um, we, oh no, his birthday is December eleventh. Oh, so hmm. was wasn't a birthday party. Well, maybe it was like a a, a thirty day or a twenty day hangover. Hmm. He hasn't been playing it's that as much. Good as anything else we've come up with. <laughs> I uh, I was I'm wondering with uh, with all these uh, point guards out whether we just go super big, you know we've had a lot of rebounding problems over the last I'd say ten games. Um, I think we've only won one rebounding battle in the last ten games. Um, so I'm thinking you just like put uh, T.J. Warren at, at shooting guard and like bring in Alize Johnson at like small forward or something and just just go straight after the boards. We don't have point guards anyway, you know. Go super big. It's money of three. So just assume that we're gonna miss a shot and try just our whole offense is <laughs> offensive rebounds like it was in that when we played Miami in that one series. Yeah. I mean a replacing a primary ball handler with Alize Johnson, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> it's gonna be perfect. <laughs> you know what they say, Alize, that's the way. <laughs> huh. I did not know that. All right. Well, gentlemen, I think it's time for us to wrap up the show for this week. We'll be back with you on Thursday uh, with some deep, in-depth analysis. Um, but until then, I would like to thank you for hanging out with us. And uh, if you would like to hit, hit us up on social media, we are on Facebook.com slash The Unbeatables. Um, if you send us some messages uh, through the Facebook Messenger, we get those too. Uh, we're on the Internet the World Wide Web at theunbeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message. Uh, we're on Twitter. We are at uh, at Unbeatables um, email. Shout out at theunbeatables.com. And we got some t-shirts at theunbeatables.com slash store. For our one on always coach. <laughs> you just, you sort of... You, you you were thinking about the internet there for a little bit. You just got into a yeah. place where you were just trying to figure out how email works, <laughs> I think is what it was. You're like, I'm going to figure this out right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the clock. Uh, for a once and always coach, Bobby Sicklinard, now in the Hall of Fame. Turn out the lights. The party is over. Very nice. I don't know about that, but uh, we Did got you there. Get to- did you get singing lessons for Christmas? <laughs> Nobody can afford them. Mm. It was just going to cost too much to try to fix this. Yeah. <laughs> we could do a, we could do got, a we, Kickstarter. They can. Uh, I think I could. Your, your instructor would have to break you first, you to, and then build you back up. <laughs> sure. It's like, forget everything you know. <laughs> you must unlearn what you have learned. <laughs>